Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast, last minute to say the least. I am your host, Emerson Whitner. Brian is not yet on the line, but he will be soon. Um, we're here tonight, um, out of the blue, really, to discuss NXT TakeOver. We weren't originally going to do a show, uh, because Brian almost never watches NXT, um, so I didn't figure he was actually going to watch it so we could re- do a show, but go figure, he watched it. And so we're doing a show right now. And so now I've got to wait for Brian to get on the line. But first, wow, that was a, mostly a hell of a show. I say mostly a hell of a show because uh, my feed went down. My network crashed five times in the process of the uh, main event, um, which basically killed it for me. I could tell it was a hell of a match. Uh, the four-way for the NXT title, which we'll get to more in depth a little bit later on, but the match, um, yeah, just uh, the feed died on me several times on both my Roku and the WWE.com uh, version of uh, the network. And looking around, looking around Facebook and Twitter, I was one of the few people who had this problem. Um, I guess a lot of people didn't have a problem at all uh, getting onto the show or watching the show. Um, I was one of the few. Tonight, we did see the debut of Kenta. He has a new name. We'll get into that. We have new tag team champions. The Ascension go down in defeat for the first time in almost a year. Uh, the new champions are uh, Kalisto and Sin Cara. Um, all that and more we're going to be discussing. And, you know, well, we're, let me try to call Brian here. Uh, what the hell, I'll call Brian myself and uh, get him onto the line here for everyone. Like I said, this was um, a really good show um, that we saw tonight. And uh, it is worth going out of your way to watching on the uh, on the replay on the network. That I'm at. All right, as you can hear us calling Hello? Brian. Hello, Brian. How are you? Good. Am I live? You on... Yes, you are on the air right now. Oh, my God. I think Jesus and God and Mr. McMahon for this moment. Yeah. I was telling everybody about my technical issues during the main event. 
Uh, oh, yeah. And, you know, previewed what we're going to run down here. Um, overall, what did you think of the show? It, it was pretty good. Um, uh, it saddened me that uh, C.J. Parker's mystery opponent was not my boy Solomon Crow, a.k.a. Sammy freaking Callahan. But it's okay. Yeah. I, I, I will wait. Um, he, it was not uh, Sammy Callahan. Uh, we did have... Uh, he did have an opponent, and most people, uh, when they announced it during the pre-show, most people figured it was going to be uh, Kevin Steen, because they were chanting for Steen. And I figured yeah. it was going to be Kenta. It was none of the above. Um, nope. It was Corbin something. Uh, uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Yeah, okay. Are you, are you there, Brian? You're yes, away. I'm here. I'm sorry. I, to- I keep telling you this every time. We got to hold that thing closer to your mouth. I'm sorry. I have uh, food in my mouth, and it's just messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't want to brag or anything, but I was five for five on predictions tonight. Do you want a cookie? Yes, I do. Do you have? I one? will mail it to you as soon. As, I'll mail it to you as soon as my paycheck comes in the mail, Smart. When my paycheck comes in from you. Uh huh. Really? And I'll do that as soon yes. as you. Uh, and I'll do that as soon as you pay me um, half the price I pay Blog Talk Radio every month to do our show. Hmm. Your call. Yeah, I guess we're both screwed. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're lucky I never actually say anything. Um, and uh, so Tom Phillips, Byron Saxon, and Renee Young were the uh, TakeOver announced team. Um, your thoughts on them? Weren't, aren't they the usual three main announcers well, for uh, they, NXT? They they sort of go go all over the place with the announcers. Uh, they include Jason Albert and Alex Riley is in there sometimes. Rich Brennan uh, is in there. William Regal used Saxon. to be until he, yeah. Well, Saxon was one of the people in the announce team, but uh, William Regal used to be there until he was the GM. Um, And uh, yeah. that was that. Um, the show opened with uh, the Ascension defending the NXT tag titles, titles they held for three weeks short of one year against Sin Cara and Kalisto. Uh, as I predicted uh, last night and a few times on other podcasts this past week, we did have new champions. Uh, Sin Cara and Kalisto, who now I guess are going to be the Lucha Dragons, uh, they did win the bout. They are the champions. Uh, the finish saw um, the Ascension go for the Fall of Man, but Sin Cara uh, tackled Connor before they could do it. And so uh, Kalisto hit the Ultimo Dragon backwards flipping DDT neckbreaker thing for the win. I know they have a name for it. I don't even know what the hell it is. It shows you how much I... Pay attention. I actually even tell you the name of it. Are you surprised by that? I know I'm not. I, I think it's like Salida del Sol. Yeah, I know it's the Sol something. Yeah, let me look that up. And by the way, Dr. Pond, I do still have my Samurai del Sol autographed pillow from WrestleMania 29. Well, that's very nice. Is yeah. that who that was? Is that who that is? Yeah, yeah. And oh, it, okay. It is, it, it's Salida del Sol is the name of the uh, of that move. Oh, okay. So we saw Salida him at uh, what's some call last year. 
Yeah, at uh, WrestleCon and all those, and uh, Evolve yeah. and all those other shows last year. The 50 million shows we went to during our wrestling yeah. year. 29. I, I, I had fun. I don't, care, I don't care what you two say. I had fun. Oh, I had a blast too. It just you got to it was so much wrestling. I, I, there's no, there's no such thing as too much wrestling for me. <laughs> I believe that. Uh, Tom Phillips, uh, you know, nice low key statement. Tom Phillips after the match uh, sent his condolences to the worldwide victims of the 9/11 tragedies here on yes. the 13th anniversary of uh, of what happened. Yes. Um, Baron Corbin was the unannounced uh, mystery opponent of C.J. Parker. He got the jobber entrance where he was just already standing in the ring. And yeah. normally normally that's the end of it. He's already standing in the ring. It's over. Nope. He destroyed C.J. Parker. Uh, 27 seconds. Somebody timed it in. Nice. Uh, and he won with a downward spiral. And C.J. Parker took the downward spiral better than I've ever seen anyone take that move. I I, like, I, I think I looked away from TV for this match, and I missed it all, though. Well, you you need to just go back and watch that. It's 27 okay, seconds I'll take your word that was one hell of a downward spiral. I, I, think you can, I think you can handle it. And the funny thing is, a lot of people in NXT are pretty short, and we'll get into that when we go into Kenta later. Um, they're pushing Baron Corbin as almost seven feet tall. He's barely 6'5". I was going to say, yeah, he's definitely over. not a seven... Yeah. 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 He towers over everywhere. Like, Colin Cassidy, I don't know how tall Colin really is because he's with Enzo, who's really short, and they're feuding with the Legionnaires, mm-hmm. who are pretty short. And so they say when they say Colin's seven feet tall. I tell you, when he's standing next to the big show, I'll believe he's seven feet tall. Yes, this is true. Until then, you need to make you... You need to uh, just believe what they're saying. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this right now and want to call in, we do accept call-ins. If you want to discuss NXT TakeOver or anything else as it pertains to the world of wrestling, Brian, what's that number? I have no idea. You didn't, you didn't call me seven, from that. 718-766-4886 is the number. Why doesn't Brian know that number? He calls it every week. Because I have it auto, I have it programmed into my phone. So all I do is hit the yes button when, the, when it asks me if I want to call the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, Hair versus Hair, Enzo Amore versus Sylvester Laforte. Uh, they each had their partners in their corner. Enzo cut a lengthy promo before the match, which almost went as long as the match itself. Um, I was sad we didn't get a Sylvester Laforte promo because he's a pretty good talker. Yeah, it should happen. Uh, Yes. And I'm waiting for you to ever say something. and it's, This is why I think I can do the show by myself. <laughs> um, why? There was, not, there was not a whole lot to this match. Uh, uh, the finish saw Louis interfere twice. Sylvester Ford's partner, Marcus Louis, interfered twice. Um, and before Colin knocked out Louis, so Enzo rolled up LaFord with a handful of tights and got the win. And actually... I was wrong when I said it was five for five. It was actually four for five because we both got this one wrong. Uh, I I had no idea who who is it. Well, that's the little four and what's his name on 
And Enzo, yeah, I had no clue who Enzo was. Yes, but you can't, de- you can't deny watching him. He has a charisma of about 50 people. Yes, this is true. He is very entertaining. That is the curve. Uh, and, and Colin, like, you missed last, uh, a while back when Col- or when Enzo had a broken leg, so Colin's out there by himself. And yeah. you, you can tell all of it is Enzo's charisma, and Colin gets some rubbed off on him while they're together because Colin was nothing when, without Enzo. And mm. I feel bad when those two eventually get called up because they're going to get called up, they're going to break up, and both of them will never be seen from again. Probably not, no. Yeah, it's bad. Um, Titus O'Neil is better than Colin Cassidy, and you can see what they do with Titus. After the match, Sylvester successfully ran away uh, because his partner saved him, and but... Sylvester ran away, leaving his partner to have the bucket of hair cream not, uh, dumped on his head. And I commented such at the an time... Epic. Yeah. I commented at the time that Louis is going to be bald and he'll also lose his eyelashes, eyebrows, nose hairs, and any other body hair uh, because the, it just went all over his body. They just poured the bucket right on top of him. And will Sylvester Lafort get his? Hmm. Mm. Did you did you enjoy the match? I, I did enjoy the match. Luckily, I actually sat and watched the match, and not like the uh, previous match that lasted what twenty seven seconds. You said all twenty seven seconds of uh, the other match. Yes. Hmm. Yep. I actually stayed awake for this one. Wow. I mean, I was I mean, I was awake during the entire show, but I I didn't blink my eye. The match was done. <laughs> Too too bad uh, the match wasn't uh, that uh, brilliant. Um, And then we got an appearance by the general manager of NXT, Mr. William Regal. Hello, Mr. Regal! Yes, a dapper gentleman, if I do say so myself, and one of the true nice guys out there. Yes, he's a very nice guy. Very, very nice guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And he introduced Kenta, uh, Kanta came out. He is learning English. It's wow. uh, doing, doing a lot better than the original Sin Cara ever did. Uh, that was yeah. one of the knocks on Sin Cara. Um, not Hunico, but the original Sin Cara was he just refused to learn English, and that was one of his downfalls. Um, Kanta knew enough English to say uh, this was his dream come true. He's happy to be here and wants to become the NXT champion. Um, in tribute to one of his heroes, he is now Hideo Atami. Was his new name, which meh. Yeah, Kenta sounds what do you better. Think? Oh, Kenta sounds much better. Uh, I'll be yeah. shocked to see what his finisher is next week. Cause you know what his finisher was in Japan, right? No, what? To go to sleep. Uh... And, uh, <laughs> a punk stole it from him. Which is, uh, <laughs> um, and then. So we're gonna get a re-steal, you think, or what? I think he's gonna learn a new move. Yeah. I, Maybe I, I don't Screaming think... Norman can teach him a new move at the performance center. Norman Esmailey. Esmailey, ha 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 ha. Well, 
the, the happy-go-lucky party was interrupted by the former tag team champions, the Ascension. Um, Ascension demand, demanded a rematch while punking out Atami and threw him out of the ring. And Atami got back into the ring, calmly took his jacket off, and proceeded to kick both of their asses. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some former tag team champions they are. Well, I, I tell you, they were champions for 11 months, and they almost never had competitive matches. They were always wrestling jobbers. And, yeah. hey, they did, win the, they did win the Battle of Orlando last December when they beat the current TNA Tag Team Champions, the Wolves, who were down in NXT <laughs> for a week. And for some reason, I never got signed. I never understood why they didn't get signed. I, I guess the reasoning was they, have, they had enough short people, and but still, they're they they pretty quality people. Oh yeah, I mean, if they're you're going to to be honest, if you're going to sign Kevin Steen, who, despite his physique or lack thereof, one, and you're going to sign uh, Kenta, who's a really small guy, and Fergal Devitt is not really that large himself, Davy and Eddie really should have been signed because. You know, Davey does have the reputation of being a bit of an asshole, but, you know, for the most part, he was a really, he was on his best behavior when down there. No one had a bad thing to say about him. They just did yeah. not sign him, and he burned his bridge with ROH in the process. Mm. Um, up so where do you go then? DNA. Um, yeah, to, to, to Isn't he injured DNA. now? Uh, yes, he is supposed to be back, actually, in time for Bound for Glory, which was the fear that he was his leg was too injured to come back. Um, in theory, they've set up what's a, the third match is supposed to be a tag or um, a ladder match, I guess, with the Wolves, yeah. the Hardys, and the Dudleys. And, of course, the Hardys can't, might not be able to get into Japan. Well, I guess Matt can, but Jeff has his uh, uh, legal issues from being arrested for uh, drug possession. And uh, and then Bubba Ray may not even be in TNA at this point, so uh, it, it's a hell of a storyline. Um, it sounds like it. Yeah. Bound for Glory, a can't miss show, just because the company may be dead on October 13th. And don't forget, we are doing a live show at that time. We are. Counter Bound for Glory. I thought we were. Oh, I, I thought that was a joke. No, oh God, no, I'm serious. I want to do a live show that night. Why? To prove for once and for all for our thousands and thousands of fans who listen to us on a weekly basis that we are dominant over TNA. Wait is. Uh, I hope everyone heard my eyes roll right there. <laughs> yes, I heard them too, only in uh, Central Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, there you go. Bull Dempsey destroyed Mojo Raleigh. That's um, bringing it nicely. Line, the storyline <laughs> of this match was, for some reason, those two were teamed in the tag team tournament despite never teaming before, and the Legionnaires, who are a regular team, weren't in the tournament, but this thrown together team was. And that we'll look at all the oh, we'll look at all the thrown together teams. You had Adam Rose and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. I mean. Then you had those two, and you. then you had uh, I, Calisto, I mean, I don't, did Sin Cara and Calisto, Calisto seen before? 
yeah, they teamed. They'd started teaming a few months earlier. Uh, Tyson Kidd and Justin Gabriel teamed for off and on for a couple of years because they had the storyline yes, that every I time they that. teamed, one of them got injured, I'll including say, yes, in their first WrestleMania. Match. Yes, their first match ever as a team, WrestleMania 28, and I think it was Gabriel who injured his knee. And then uh-huh. they came back. He came back, and in their second match together, Kid got injured. It you can't write a, a better storyline than that. Uh, um, you think Vince Russo is behind it? Ah. These these two wrestled like two men that just got told their time got cut in half, which is funny because cut in half would insinuate their match was supposed to go two minutes, but like they brawled right at the bell. Mo- Bull attacked Mojo. Uh, Mojo got busted open at one point, um, and they just rolled around for a bit before Bull ran him over with the Big E Langston full body attack. But the difference is Bull has yet to bust people open with that move, and Big E used to do so every single week. And then he hit the diving headbutt to the ribs for a very surprising uh, quick victory. Yes. I knew, like, it was fairly obvious he was going to win because they've stopped the uh, push of Mojo months ago, but I just didn't think it was going to be such a squash, basically. And I do like Mojo. Mojo's a very talented, sweaty individual, but, yeah, he is, he's, it's time he's, to go. He's, he is deceptively tall and very sweaty. Yes, that was quite disgusting. I, 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 don't think, I, was like, I don't think I sweat that much. And no, to the point where it's um, like dripping through your shirt. That's just disgusting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, this is when I noticed that the ring apron was, had a Titan Tron on it. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fairly cool. They don't normally do that. No. Um, and uh, this is when I started having patchy... Network issues, but it was it was it cleared up pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Enzo and Colin were backstage searching for the Legionnaires. They found them just as quickly, and we did get the money shot of Louis with his bald head when they carried him out oh, to the oh, ring. Louis ripped his towel off. No idea what happened to Lafort. Lafort ran away, and I'm he sure he ran like a bitch. Thing. Yeah, uh, Louis ended up with no eyebrows and now has patches of hair in his head that I hope he shaves off before uh, next week. Or by next week, I mean tomorrow when they tape the next shows. Uh, Bailey versus... Really? I thought, uh, I thought that's live every Thursday. No. No. They tape, oh, like, they tape like four weeks at a time. That's oh, why. That's why every four weeks the crowd is completely dead because it's the fourth hour that they taped and... Well, yeah. Hmm. Um, Bailey, Bailey had new entrance music for the show, and she broke the streak. Every other time someone got new entrance music, they immediately won the title. Neville got new entrance music before he won. Ascension got new music before they won the belts. And Charlotte got it last time I take over. But this time, the streak was broken. Bailey did go down in defeat. Um... Now, this is your first time seeing both of them wrestle, Brian. What would you think? I've seen them wrestle before. Not one against you, each other, but I have see, seen them wrestle. When did you see them wrestle? You never watch NXT. Um, the brief time I did watch NXT, I saw them wrestle. It was during the women's right, title tournament. 
I don't remember you ever watching NXT. Well, I'll take your word for it. Um, well, the second time you've ever seen them wrestle, what'd you think? I thought it was a fairly good match. I like how uh, Bailey uh, channels her, her inner Shawn Michaels against Undertaker WrestleMania 28 and pretty much badmouth uh, Charlotte until Charlotte hit her finishing. And that was it for uh, Miss Bailey, who unsuccessfully tried to hug with Charlotte. Yep, 26. Well, the, uh, she was setting up the belly to Bailey suplex. Um, Bailey actually hit the yeah. Frankensteiner off the top rope. It was not a Huracarana, it was a Frankensteiner. And it was one hell of a Frankensteiner. Oh, holy shit. Yep. Um, and uh, Charlotte then hit uh, Natural Selection, which used to be called Bad Down to the Queen, and picked up the win. Um, good match, better than most women's matches you'll see on TV. Not as good mm-hmm. as the match they had. Not as good as the match they had with Natty um, at, back at Arrival. That was just a phenomenal match. I'll take um, your word for that. Oh yeah, it's, it's I, I did not ones. watch Arrival. Uh, did I say Arrival? I meant Takeover One, the first Takeover yeah. show. Uh, the, that was the one with Charlotte and Natty. The Arrival. That was Paige and Emma, which was also a really good match, mm. for what it's worth. Um, and let's see here. After that, um, it was announced Hideo Itami will wrestle next week live on the show. Um, by the way, after the women's match, the love of my life, Sasha Banks ran down and attacked Bailey, and Charlotte, of all people, ripped her off Bailey and threw her down. Hmm. You know, Sasha's from Boston. From Boston? Really? Yep. Huh, maybe you can run into her. She is the love of your life, supposedly. Oh, she totally oh, is. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to be Mercedes KV. Hey, you know, Taylor Hendricks was from New Bedford, former TNA knockout hmm. and gut check winner. So, yeah, in your face. Who's from Williamsport or Lock Haven, Brian, that's been on... WWE and TNA television. I do not know Emerson. Exactly. No Probably one. no one. Considering uh compared Boston that area to this area. That ain't my fault. That ain't my fault. <sighs> so next we oh, got Emerson. the we got the main event. Adrian Neville, Tyson Kidd, Tyler Breeze, Sami Zayn four-way for the title. This, when I got to see it, was just an awesome, phenomenal match. Um, yes, it was match, we, got, <laughs> we had chance of Tyson's chicken and Natty's wife. Dueling chance, by the way, of Tyson's chicken yes. and Natty's wife before the match began. And how can you not laugh at that? It was quite insane. There were two stories to this match. The first was uh, Sammy and Adrian would were Sammy and Adrian never squared off for the first fifteen minutes of the match. It seemed uh, every yeah. time they almost every time they almost did, they would get taken down by somebody else. Um, the other story was Tyson for the bulk of the middle of the match. Just he kept it one-on-one against Sami Zayn in the middle of the ring, and every time either Breeze or Neville tried to get into the ring, he knocked them off into the barricade. 
Yes. Uh, Smart man he was during this match. Oh, yeah. Uh, part of the ma- uh, some of the highlights included uh, Breeze and Kid teaming up briefly to give a double souple to both of uh, the baby faces on the ramp. Um, yes. Let's see here. We had... Uh, and By the way, the network crashed over and over for me. It, I probably spent half the match trying to reset it between my... I only went out once. Yeah, between the Roku and WWE.com, it just kept crashing and going yeah, back and yeah. forth. It would come up for a minute maybe and then just go away again. Yeah. No, um, I didn't say good truth throughout the entire time. Um, it finally came... It was coming back on and off. I was seeing things like Tyler Breeze hitting all of his moves on everyone, including the beauty shot and uh, his big kick and getting two counts on everyone. Uh we came back up for the stacked-up superplex with Zayn basically knocking everybody out but couldn't pin anybody because they all just kicked out a two and 99 Um I came back up at one point. I finally came back up for the final time with the finish. Tyson had the sharpshooter on Breeze, and Zayn ran in and held up Breeze's hand to stop him from tapping out. Now, I didn't see what happened before this, Brian. Maybe no, it wasn't did. Sami Zayn. It was Neville came in and held up the... I thought uh, Zayn was holding up his hand. No, Neville. No, Neville oh, came okay. right in and uh, uh, put himself e- in e- between e- the mat and Breeze's hand. E- either way, that makes me ask a, a couple of follow-up questions. Why didn't he just knock out Kid and knock him off the the sharpshooter? I, want to see some, I guess he wants to give the fans something new to uh, look at because everyone, you know... Okay. Expecting okay. someone to come in and hit Tyson Kid. Okay, second question. Why didn't Breeze tap out with his other hand? That's the question I was asking myself, too. <laughs> I mean, is it in like, the rule that you have to tap out with your right hand and you do it with your left? Personally, I would have marked out if, uh, I guess, Neville had the one hand, Breeze went to tap the other hand, and Zane came running in to hold up the other hand. Yeah, that would have been, that been, that been fun. That would have been funny. Um, let's see here. Zane went nuts at the finish. He was a man on fire. He hit the suicide dive through the ropes to Neville. He then did, I can never describe this properly, but Breeze was on the The tornado DVD around the pole? Yes. He, uh, that was fucked up. That was amazing. And this, yeah, this, the third or fourth, this is the third or fourth time he's done it. He did it in the two, two out of three falls matches with Cesaro. Um, he, like, Breeze is on the other side of the ring, by outside the ring, by the ramp. Neville is on the hard camera side. And, not Neville, but Zane. Zane goes running down the pretty black mats, dives over the bottom rope through the other side to grab Breeze and hit him with a tornado DDT in one, in one flawless series. Yeah, I thought like, it was pretty fucking insane. That is probably the most amazing move ever, and I hope one day he gets to do that at WrestleMania. Yeah, if he does that'd that, be awesome. If he, does, if he does that one day at WrestleMania, that's one of those moves that's going to get replayed for years. Yes. Um, finally back on the ring. And watch, he'll try to do it at WrestleMania and botch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's what'll happen. He'll crack his head off the post. He'll crack his yeah. head off the post. And now he played every year as the biggest poopers in WrestleMania history. 
Like that'll that'll be on uh, what you call Botchamania the next day, immediately. <laughs> um, the finish. Zayn got in the ring. Kid now. Kid was basically knocked out on his feet in the corner. Zayn ran over and hit the Haluva kick. It was it. Zayn finally had his title. Finally had his big win. The referee counted two, and Adrian Neville pulled the referee out of the ring as he was coming down with the winning three count. Mm-hmm. The hearts broke. The fans were... I don't want to say the fans were upset because Neville's also a baby face, at least for now. Um, some people were thinking this might be his, the beginning of his heel turn. Um, yeah. And Zayn and Neville had a what-the-fuck stare down, and personally, I don't see why it was a what-the-fuck stare down since, uh, you know, Neville's the champion. He wants to win. He wants to retain the title. But... Neville laid out Zane with a super kick and then hit the red arrow to retain the title. Just a phenomenal match, and I wish I could have seen it without a hiccup. It was quite a good match, I did say for myself. It's like, aren't you happy I made you watch it? I was going to watch it anyway. Well, you probably weren't. Your whole thing you know, was you were going to watch if you had time, you were going to watch it. Yeah, which you're lucky. I was, my mind was set on watching uh, uh, the NXT TakeOver, and I completely forgot about the Steelers and Ravens game on TV. So really? I, was, you I, had, to, I had the game on mute. I had the game on mute, and I was watching NXT. You should be very proud of me. Yes. And then, literally, here's the story of how we did the show. Um, at 10.21, I uh, Facebook Brian saying, hey, do you want to do a show? He's like, now? I'm like, sure. And three mm-hmm. minutes later, we started the show. And that was Yeah, and then uh, 10 minutes into the show, I get a phone call. What the hell? No, no it was 10 minutes like to call me? Minutes. No, it was like three minutes. I kept waiting for you to uh, call in because you said you were going to call in. I told you, you to text me. I told you to text me that when was I was for me to call that, in. That, that was after the show was already on the air. Oh, and that's when I said, yeah. that's when I said, call in now. And I didn't even get that message. Mm-hmm. Well, look on Facebook. It's there. Uh, by the way, Baltimore is winning 23-6, to six, uh, 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yes. Do the Steelers come back and win, Brian? No. Okay. Their defense so, sucks. So overall, um, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I give a solid thumbs up. Oh yeah, it, this is a solid thumbs up to, for me as well. It's just a really good show, top to bottom. Even if you ignore the series of uh, shitty, wacky failures when it came to uh, uh, the network feed for me, anyway. Well, no, you uh, give the show I, a thumbs up. You give the show a thumbs up. You give WB Network speed a thumbs I, down. I honestly am really starting to hate the fucking network. Like, this is happening yeah. now pretty much every week, uh, or not every week, but every month when they do a live show, I'm getting network issues. Yeah. Uh, here's one for you, and this is some breaking news. Um, the com has an article that WWE is in talks of selling its entire library to Warner Brothers. What? Yes. Huh. Yes. Um, let's see here. Uh, going quickly through the story, this is on 
uh, therap.com. It's an exclusive over there. Uh, let's see here. They both declined to comment. The main hook of it is WWE is incredibly disappointed with the network num- subscriber numbers. Um, and honestly, when I was getting pissed off tonight, I was ready to cancel. Um, let's hear the network now at about 700,000 viewers, and of course they're losing all their pay-per-view revenue because um, nowadays maybe 40 to 100,000 buys are coming off of pay-per-view. Um, and I mean that's the base of it. Um, WWE thought they would hit a hundred. They thought they would hit a million subscribers by the end of this year. They may, if you include all the international people, that they weren't going to roll out until December, and then they mm-hmm. quickly rolled them out in time for SummerSlam. Um, and then yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know it's it's funny because WWE is losing so much money on this work. Not just not. I'm not saying like they are posting money-losing quarters, which they did last quarter, and they probably will for the year because of this, but they're losing so much pay-per-view revenue. If you think about it, SummerSlam, mm-hmm. SummerSlam is doing three hundred fifty to 450,000 buys, just normally. Yeah. And this year, I guarantee almost nobody bought it, at least in the U.S. on pay-per-view. They may have internationally, like in England and the U.K., who don't, uh, uh, who don't have the network yet. I think mm. that show may do 120 to 150, which fine. That that's roughly what uh, shows used to do. The B shows used to do uh, towards the end. There was 150,000 buys, and WWE with the budget that they do for promotional budgets in Los Angeles and running that arena, especially the Staples Center, that it can't be a money winner. No. Or if it is, it's, if it is, they're just barely making any money off of that. Like. WWE, I don't know what how to fix this problem. You know, I can't imagine yeah. they'll be back on. Like, I, I envision if they go crawling back to the satellite providers, the other pay-per-view providers. I don't know if they're so willing to let them back on. Maybe they will because hey, you know, it's uh, an easy. It payday. just bring in money. Yeah, it brings in money, but at the same time. Brian, knowing that you've now, for the past six, seven months, have paid $10 a month for not only every WWE pay-per-view, but all this other content that's on the network, are you willing to pay $50 a month to watch Battleground? Oh, hell no. Are you willing to pay $50 a month for Night of Champions? I I, I, I would go back to just paying for the major four, possibly three pay-per-views a year, being Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. Honestly, I haven't bought Survivor Series since 2008. Yeah, I, um, I honestly haven't bought a WWE pay-per-view. Now, there's a bit of an asterisk on this, but I haven't bought a WWE pay-per-view since WrestleMania 26. Now, keep in mind, I've been to WrestleMania 27, 28, 29, and 30, so it's I not like WWE is yeah. <laughs> getting enough money from me, considering all the Blu-rays and DVDs I yeah. own. But, like, for Joe Schmo, who doesn't go to WrestleMania every year, like... They're losing out on his sixty dollars, and they're losing out on uh, random guys sixty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just amazing when you think about it. And um, who knows? Will the network? Uh, will the network still be here? Well, in the same thing, like this is something they had to do. This isn't the XFL. This isn't WWF New York. This is something they pretty much had to do when they bought WCW 
because they just had yeah. so much, uh, so much library. I, and I go back and I'm reading old observ- wrestling observers. I'm reading old Figure Four weeklies, and they're talking about how WWE was thinking about doing a streaming video service back in 2001, where they'd put up all these old pay-per-views and you'd buy them for five dollars or something. Or like the on-demand, like WWE, like WWE 24/7, you'd buy these old pay-per-views for five dollars, and you can make a tape of it, of course, to have for the rest forever. And of course, that never quite came to fruition. And so now, when we get the network, there's been tech issues since day one. They're losing yeah. money hand over fist. Um, some of the complaints were they didn't have all the nitros up right at the beginning. I was one of the people who defended not having all the nitros up at the beginning because. In March, you're not buying it for Nitro from 1997. You're buying it in you're March for WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah. And maybe they waited a little too long to put up Nitro. Who knows? I mean, I don't really look at that as a main issue. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just everything about this network seemed to be botched since day one, which is hilarious because they were working on it for years. Like, yeah. how many times... like. The original plan was it was going to launch on WrestleMania 28 Sunday at midnight. And they were going to bring in Shaq to wrestle Big Show. Like, the whole point of WrestleMania 28 was to launch the network. And they were going to do all these big celebrities. And they didn't care if they lost money on WrestleMania 28, which is hilarious to think about. Because the whole point was to get that network off and running. And, of course, it got delayed. Yeah. Shaq never came in to wrestle Big Show, obviously. And by the time they debuted it, it's like... They built it up so big that when they finally debuted it, it couldn't be anything but a disappointment. Like, honestly, this they, could have very put up true. they could have put up 100,000 hours. They could have put up their entire video library onto that network right away, and I still think people would have been bitching and moaning. It still would have been maybe a bit of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Understandable. I will probably would have bitched about something or another. Well... Do you have anything to say you now that I've ranted? About more? Yeah. No, you pretty much ranted for everyone. I mean, I totally agree with you. They need to work on. The number one thing is not to put up all these past Nitros and Raws. The number one thing is to fix all the errors that they're having during the live feed. But it just keeps crashing. You said it crashed on you like five times. It crashed on me a couple times. They need to fix the small things before they keep adding all the new shit onto it. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know... Yeah. Everyone who I mean, it's not all. It's, it's not the people's internet connection because I had perfect internet all night long, which is unusually odd. And I mean, mine still crashed twice. Mm-hmm. So, and yours crashed five times, and I'm sure your internet, because of the people you work for, I see they, they must have finally paid your internet bill. That you know. Oh no, uh, that that, you well, that you have pretty good that, internet. Oh, that has nothing to do with. This is separate internet. This is. No, okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but still, same thing. It's they need to fix the small when, areas before they expand. Pretty much. When the WWE Network started, they hire the people who do MLB.TV because they do such. They do a pretty good job, and everyone who subscribes to MLB TV, they all said that at the beginning of every season, the feed crashes that first week all the time. And so when the WWE Network started and the feed was crashing all the time, it was almost like the, I'm really pissed at this, but I can accept we this saw it coming. in a week or so. 
yeah, but I can accept it because in a week or so, it'll be good again and, you know, everything will be good. It's now been seven months and yeah, peop- Still and the there's a reason way. why, there's a reason why people unsubscribe. It's <laughs> like, ah, boy, so now that we've got that out of the way, you know, we were going to talk about this next Wednesday on our regular show and of course, you know, I changed everything up right now. So next week, we are, of course, still doing Raw from May of 1998. Brian, you wanted to watch anything else next week, too? Um, We need to throw something else on there, because this Raw is not going to take us. Yeah, not even close. So, yeah. Well, Well, we spent 45 minutes on this two-hour NXT show. Yeah, no. We need to think of something else. Let's throw in, like, we're doing a Raw, so let's do... Well, let's, uh, uh, let's do some uh, WCW say, related. I was going to say, let's do the Nitro that went head-to-head with it, but that, that's not on yet. They don't have 1998 on Yeah, there. no. Um, what year is this? 98? We're doing, we're doing what? Yeah, how, what month? April? Um, no, May 4th. How about we do, here's one, the night after Bash of the Beach 96 when Hogan turned heel, which I think that one would be July 7th, 96. That works for me. There we go. So Wednesday night, it's Raw from 98, it's Nitro from 96, the Monday Night War, we do a half-assed version of it. And by the way, that match had that show had that awesome Dean Malenko Rey Mysterio match. So huh. we've got that to look forward right. to. That sounds good to me. <sighs> All right. Brian, thanks for uh, stopping by. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for calling me. No problem. And thank you to everyone for listening. Um, I promise not to sing about Brian sucking this time to the white team. Have you listened to that yet? No, thanks for ruining for me, asshole. Well, okay. Listen to the last night's show, fast forward to the very end, uh, and you'll just love it. You'll get a kick out of it. Yeah. Okay, I started watching it today, so. Listening to it today, so. Until Wednesday, did you a fond ado and good night from the Wrestling Out Center podcast. Good night from Central PA. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.